Hey, attention house hackers. The market has changed, interest rates are up. Does house hacking still make sense? The short answer is yes. But to implement a successful strategy, you need a lot more details. So we have two great events coming up brought to you by Envision Advisors and Cornerstone Lending. The first one is a six week webinar series, absolutely free, starts February 15th, and we're gonna go through all the information you need to know for what's working in the markets in 2023. The second event is our all day house hacking summit. It's an in-person event on March 25th, and this will not be the typical seminar event. We will make it interactive, so it'll be a lot of networking and workshop-focused and roundtable-focused speaking events. So this will not be your typical event. It's gonna be focused on networking, doing workshops, being part of roundtables. We will help you walk away with a clear action plan for your next house hack move. All the details are on denverinvestmentrealestate.com. Go there for the details. I look forward to helping you build more wealth through house hacking. You're listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. Colorado Springs. This is Jenny Bayless with another episode of the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast. I wanted to do a little mini series for everyone um, where I picked a couple of my properties that I've owned for, you know, five years or so. Um, and I wanted to do a deep dive into those properties and just kind of show everyone, um, you know, kind of the history behind each of the properties and how they're performing throughout the years. Because I think it's really easy to, um, you know, think about your first year performance, which is usually not super great um, because you're getting everything up and running. But, um, you know, I think the best part about owning rental properties is a couple of years after you've, um, you know, worked out all the bugs in it and you've, you know, gotten it to a point where it's stabilized um, and you just really get to kind of, you know, reap the rewards of your hard work on that. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to do a mini series, like I mentioned. Um, and this first property is a very, very uh, bread and butter rental property. In my opinion, it's two beds, one bath. It's located near the center of Colorado Springs. Um, I think it is just kind of like your quintessential rental property. And um, I, I personally, I love this property. It is very simple. Um, we haven't had any major issues in it, um, you know, which obviously could change, hopefully not. Um, but just wanted to kind of go through and just show everyone what what exactly, you know, this property looks like after having owned it for five years. I think a lot of investors, um, you know, we always encourage a, a, a longer hold time, a longer hold period on a property. Um, but, you know, it, it's always important to evaluate each property as it is. Um, and usually five years is just kind of a, a good rule of thumb as to when you might want to think about, you know, doing something with the property. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, you know, just kind of figuring out what you want to do from there. So just to kind of give um, a little bit of background about this property, um, I bought it in 2018. Uh, I think it was probably fall timeframe, if I remember correctly. And I actually found it on Facebook. 
someone had posted a coming soon, um, like Facebook post. So I, I immediately um, responded to the the post. I guess it was probably on some Colorado Springs, um, you know, Facebook group or something. And they were um, they were wanting one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for it. I thought that was reasonable. It was, you know, um, a, a mustard color uh, outside, and it needed some paint on the inside. But I could tell that it was, you know, overall a really good solid house from the photos. So um, I immediately reached out to the person listing it and said, you know, I, I would like it. Um, can we go see it um, tomorrow? So, you know, rushed down there, saw the property. It was <clears throat> great bones, great property. Um, so yeah, we went ahead and locked that up for um, 150000 And um, yeah, so uh, the rehab of the house uh, was, you know, it was very good condition. It was um, we did get new windows installed, new appliances installed. Um, and I remember that there was some electrical issues that uh, we did uncover during inspection that the seller actually gave us a credit for to correct. So um, that was nice. I wasn't really expecting the, the seller to, to go ahead and do that, but they were, they were surprised that the electrical issues existed. So they were very amenable to that. Um, and then I remember specifically this property. I uh, personally painted the interior and the exterior. Um, not fun. Uh, it's a small house, but I'm not a good painter. So it took me a really, really long time to do it. Um, but got rid of the mustard colored uh, on the outside and, and made the inside um, you know, very neutral uh, and, and appealing to, to tenants, I think. Um, so again... You know, paid one fifty for it. I can't exactly remember how much we put in. I don't. I don't think it was a ton. Um, but we actually purchased it uh, with a private lender, um, a family member. Um, so for the purchase and the rehab, and then we did a rate and term refinance. So it ended up being about a half, you know, half partial burr, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, and then you know, just in terms of where we're at today. Uh, I, I've seen a couple properties in this neighborhood um, sell for about three hundred thousand. Um, I would, I would probably guess ours is probably worth like two eighty. I think you would need to do a little bit to make it pop as a as a you know a sale property, um, but it is a, a wonderful rental property. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that's a pretty good return um, having just bought it five years ago. So. Um, if you're listening to this, you might wanna you might wanna watch the YouTube video, but I will try my best to um, you know not bore everyone with rattling off the numbers related to this property. But just going into it, uh, I have a um, spreadsheet set up where I have all of the um, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22 in columns, and then I have the data points uh, related to the you know, revenue and expenses related to this property underneath it. Um, so just kind of going through um, 2018, that was the, the year that we first started uh, or that we first purchased this property. So a lot of the expenses to get it up and running um, ended up having to be capitalized. So that you're not going to see that under the expenses. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, there's a lot of paint, uh, windows, appliances, all that. 
all capitalized as part of getting the the property ready. Um, so this is all just true operating expenses here. Um, we rented it out for just a few months. You know, like I mentioned, I think we bought it early fall. So just had a couple months to to get it ready and rented, and we made about forty five hundred that year. Um, just typical uh, cleaning and maintenance, insurance costs, a uh, couple months of mortgage interest. And really, that was kind of all we had for that year. So um, we ended up with a net operating income of about $2,000 for the year. And then with depreciation, we actually had a net taxable income that was negative. So, um, you know, that's kind of another, another feature of, of real estate investing is that because of depreciation, typically you don't have to pay, um, you know, a ton of taxes on your real estate income. Um, or, or, you know, if you do really well, which you'll see in subsequent years, you at least get shielded, um, to an extent from via your depreciation. Um, so 2019 was the first full year we, we had this property operating. Um, we had rental income of about 14,000 and, um, you know, just kind of going through, we had a couple de minimis expenses, insurance, looks like insurance jumped up pretty substantially from 2018 to 2019, um, which we, we kind of see the trend uh, moving that way um, in, in subsequent years. Um, mortgage interest was about $8,300 for the year, which you'll see in the next couple of years that drops off. Um, and that was because we refinanced it to a lower rate. Uh, I think early 2020, if I remember correctly, um, or late 2019. Um, and then we finally see our taxes hitting here. Um, you know, so net operating income, $3,000 for the year with depreciation expense gets us to a net taxable income of about negative 1600 for the year. <clears throat> so I think that's a really good, um, really good showing of, of, kind of your first year expenses. Like, I feel like that is when you're working out all the bugs um, in, in a property. And, and this one was really straightforward. Uh, I remember we had a, a tenant that renewed for about um, two, two and a half years. He was military. So he moved out um, in the middle of 2021, um, as you'll see, uh, as the expenses reflect that. But we just kept rent the same for him. He never really contacted us um, for anything major that I can remember during that time. So yeah, it was, I almost forgot that we own it. Um, you know, a lot of the times just because he was such a, um, you know, a great tenant to have in there. Um, 2020, we had the exact same, uh, rental income number. Again, I didn't raise rent on him. Um, you know, I thought that he was paying market rent at that, at that point. And, um, he kept the house in, in great condition. So, you know, we just let it ride. Um, same thing, insurance went up about $50 from the year prior, uh, just some cleaning and maintenance items. Um, you know, we always get uh, the sewer line cleaned, especially this one. It's an older home. So clay pipes um, want to get it rooted at least once a year, just so that we don't have any sort of backup on that. Um, and then let's see, mortgage expense or yeah, mortgage interest expense. You can see that uh, it decreased about $2,000 between 2019 and 2020. That's pretty substantial in my opinion. And that was solely due to being able to refinance um, between the two years. I think that we had uh, 
interest rates in the sixes, if I remember correctly, in 2019. Um, and then we were able to refinance it to, I think, about four or so in 2020. Um, and then going down, we have another tax expense that went up about almost $100 between 2019 and 2020. So you can kind of see, you know, um, because 2019 and 2020 were so similar, um, you know, exact same rental income, exact same tenant, like um, you can see kind of the uh, fixed expenses changing here. Obviously, the mortgage interest is a different story because we refinanced it into a much lower rate. But you can see insurance going up, you can see taxes going up. Um, so I think that is a really good, you know, uh, thing to highlight just just so everyone is aware that those expenses will likely very much go up. Um, so net operating income in this case, uh, probably, let's see, it mostly to do with the mortgage interest going down about, let's see, about $1,300. And then we have um, a couple of little miscellaneous expenses. Our net operating income for 2020 was about $6,400. Um, with depreciation, our net taxable income was about 1800 So again, um, that net operating income at about 6400 was shielded by our depreciation. So we only had to have taxable income of about 1800 even though we, we made 6400 So um, moving on to 2021, as you can see, the rental income number goes up. And the reason for this is um, our you know, tenant that we had in there for several years, he um, got stationed elsewhere. So we did a tenant turnover. I believe it was in the spring, if I can remember correctly on that. Um, so, you know, we had a lot of turnover um, related expenses that um, I'm, you know, uh, I, I'm of the mind that, um, you know, a lot of the repairs and maintenance obviously falls on on the landlord to to bear. Um, I am probably even more lenient on that. Like there could have been a, a couple things that we charged him for, but, um, you know, due to, you know, tenant, tenant, uh, you know, uh, caused issues, but I mean, he was such a good tenant that, um, we didn't, we didn't do that. Um, I, I think a lot of people that self-manage probably fall into that, um, category. I mean, two years of really not having to think about it. It's kind of our way of saying thank you for keeping up the house, you know, you know, during that time. So, um, you know, between 2020 and 2021, our rental income went up and that's because, um, that's kind of when I realized that we were, uh, renting pretty under market value at that point. Um, I know I just mentioned that I thought that we were renting previously, you know, at market value to the previous tenant. And I think at that time we were, but there is a huge jump um, and rent increases between, you know, during the pandemic and everything. So that kind of caused that. So once we got, um, you know, the house kind of tidied back up, um, you know, there's just outside needed some help. Uh, the fence, um, you know, he, he mentioned, hey, the fence had blown over like a year ago and I just didn't bother you guys with it. That sort of thing is like, well, you know, I kind of wish that you told me when it happened, but no, no worries. We'll get it. We'll get it fixed, um, you know, for the next person. Um, but yeah, we ended up charging. Um, I'm trying to think. I think we went from about eleven ninety five, I think, to fifteen fifty or something um, between the two years. Uh, so that is really the difference um, between that. 
Um, and then again, we have some advertising expenses. That was kind of the year that I decided that um, I wanted to uh, get a 3D tour taken. So I had a professional photographer come through and actually had him do, um, you know, one of those Matterport tours. That way, um, I felt as if I was able to send that to all the inquiries that we received from people. And um, he said, hey, here's the house itself. I guess a small house. I don't want people thinking, you know, it's a mansion. And then when they get there, they're upset how small it is. I think that the 3D tour gives them a really good idea of, you know, where does my furniture fit? Is, is this going to work for me? That way we don't have to um, waste each other's time essentially. So um, I think that $200 was very well worth it. I'm, I'm very glad that I decided to do that. And I've been doing that on a lot of our turnovers just so that people can explore for themselves. It even comes with like room measurements and everything. So it's very, um, you know, I, I, I would say one technology for sure that I think a lot of landlords should take advantage of. Um, cleaning and maintenance, again, I mentioned that the the yard definitely needed an overhaul cleanup on that. Um, so that was, you know, something that we took care of. And then just, you know, a general deep clean of the house, we take care of that as well. Insurance. So um, the, the insurance um, increased again from 2020 to 2021 by um, over $100. So... Again, you can just see these fixed costs just creeping up, creeping up each year. So I think it's really important to, to keep that in mind. Um, mortgage interest went down, and that's because you know you're amortizing the loan. Um, that is typical for the interest to go down, principal to go up. Um, and then repairs about thirteen hundred. I believe that was for that section of fence um, that we needed to get repaired um, in, in that. Um, and then. Taxes went up uh, just a few dollars from the year prior, and that's pretty typical. Uh, my understanding is that Colorado Springs reassesses their taxes every two years, which you will see in the next year. There's a big jump uh, <laughs> from that, so that tracks. Um, and then utilities, just you know, a few dollars for uh, for that vacancy period. Um, so our net operating income. So even though we had more in rental income um, over the for that whole year. Uh, compared to prior years, our net operating income was lower um, at about fifty six hundred for the year. Um, again, minus depreciation, so taxable income being about a thousand. And um, the reason for the net operating income being so low is due to that turnover. So I think turnover costs is a very under um, appreciated cost when it comes to rental property investing. I really, really, really like keeping a good tenant in the property because as you can see, you know, well, I guess minus the fence. The fence should, should have been cleaned, um, you know, fixed either way, um, you know, had we had we known about it. But, um, you know, just in terms of the cleaning and maintenance, that was about $1,500 um, just to take care of, you know, typical tenant turnover things. Like, you know, like I said, fixing up the, the yard, um, deep scrubbing down the house. That's really expensive. If you have that every single year or every other year, that can really take away from your cash flow. So I think that this is a really good um, highlight of that. So um, then we got new tenants in very quickly. As you can see, the utility expense was, was pretty low that, you know, we had once we got everything cleaned up and, um, you know, ready to go, we, we were able to turn it over very quickly. Um, and since, 
going into the 2022 numbers, um, our rental income bumped up to almost 21,000 for the year. Um, some of that had to do, so our tenants that came in in 2021 um, ended up having to break the lease. So there is a lease break fee in there, but there's also a bump in rental income again. So, um, but 2022 is an interesting year because I wanted to highlight a few different changes that we did for this property. Um, so again, cleaning and maintenance, you see that, you know, that's a pretty large light item, about $1,100 for the year again, and it had to do with the turnover. So every time that there's a turnover, um, you know, there's just like little, uh, little items that you really just, uh, you know, it, it's sunk costs. You just have to pay it to, to clean it up for the next tenant, make your, make your property attractive and just kind of button up everything in that house. Um, insurance went down, um, about a hundred dollars. I don't know why I'm thinking that I probably asked my insurance broker to shop us around at that point. Um, He's very good about, uh, you know, um, yearly just kind of seeing, okay, for the appropriate amount of coverage, what is the best carrier for you? And I do not mind um, having to play a paperwork shuffle to get the best deal for that. Um, and then mortgage interest went down just a tiny bit again. Same same reason why as last time, the amortization impact. Um, repairs, you know, pretty minimal, about $600 a year. Uh, taxes, this is what I wanted to highlight. Um, as you recall, in 2021, taxes were just shy of $600 a year. For 2022, they were $775 a year. That's a really substantial increase in um, you know, one-year time frame. Um, I believe that next 2023, the taxes should go up a few dollars there. Um, but when they get reassessed again, for 2024, I would imagine that they're probably going to go up quite a bit because it's going to be capturing sale data from these past couple of years, which, as I just mentioned, um, you know, there are some comps in the neighborhood that sold for 300 or so. So I think that's really going to impact um, my property taxes in the next couple of years. Um, but then one thing I wanted to bump up um, or highlight is property management fees. So we actually ended up putting this property under property management um, because the tenants ended up breaking their lease and moving out right about the same time that I was having a baby this summer. And I didn't want to deal with that because obviously there were more important um, things at hand. So we went ahead and put it under property management. Even though this house was very, very easy to manage. It was just kind of one of those bad timing aspects, um, you know, and <laughs> just, I didn't want to deal with it. I had other things going on. Um, so, you know, that was only about a thousand dollars, you know, added to the bottom line. But yeah, it was just kind of one of those uh, moments that you were forced into kind of, you know, relinquishing control over, over to somebody else and um, come to find out it's not, hugely impactful to our bottom line. So that was kind of that was kind of a nice surprise to that. So um, our net operating income for the year for 2022 on this property was $10,000 um, minus depreciation expense gives us about a $5,500 net taxable income. So just to kind of highlight, you know, the, the just the steady, you know, this is a, like I said, a bread and butter rental property 
and just, you know, small, well, not small, I guess, between uh, 2020 and 2021, but, you know, just incremental rent increases, just kind of going with the flow with the market. And knowing that your expenses are going to increase as well, but you have like a better grasp of of kind of what to expect. So I already have in my mind kind of, um, you know, what I'm thinking are, are going to be larger upticks in the in the upcoming year and just kind of, you know, earmarking that for myself. And um, yeah, I, I just love this property because like, as you can see from 2019, the very first year that we had it a full year in service, um, the net operating income was about 3000 and then in 2022, it was 10,000. Um, you know, I don't think that that jump is typical, but, um, you know, we did have um, an abnormal rental income piece to it since we did have a lease break fee in there. But still, I think that that is just a really good, um, you know, way to show that just kind of, you know, buy a good property and just sit and wait. And you will kind of, um, hopefully, if everything goes right, you'll see, um, you know, things just kind of steadily uptick over the over the years um and as part of this mini series i'll show you some situations where that might not necessarily happen because you might have some bumps in the road but um you know this is kind of the ideal model of um you know what i would if i if i could have my way um this would be the ideal rental property that i could just replicate in my portfolio um infinitely <laughs> um just because it's been such an easy one so i hope that this is helpful for everyone to kind of take a five year look back approach at just a very traditional rental property just kind of see some of the items that change real life turnover cost items um and just kind of you know seeing kind of the impact of of how your rental property will will ebb and flow over the year so um i will keep uh, pressing forward with this mini series and hopefully it will shine some light and um, you know answer some questions that you might have thanks everyone 